Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and hook up with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John Shannon. How are you doing? I'm great. Bob, you? Uh, good. We just had uh, George LaRock on the show. Talked a bit about his uh, uh, about uh, his spiritual experience being in the Dead Sea. Uh, he was uh, in Israel uh, for about 10 days. Um, and the Oilers are hoping that uh, Ken Holland can uh, summon up uh, something uh, to, to get some uh, productivity out of some young players and get them to rise up a little bit. But I'm going to transition this. There's also a lot of pressure on Ken Holland right now to potentially add. So I'm going to totally throw a cur- Here's the thing. When you come on, we never discuss what we're going to discuss before you get here. Because you're also doing your own show, the one that I never get invited on, uh, with uh, Bob McCown on a, a daily basis. But I digress. With all seriousness, would you be open-minded if you could make the money work? Maybe you'd send a contract or two back. Would you have any interest in Jacob Branham from the uh, Detroit Red Wings? No. Because that's not the problem the Oilers have. Okay. The Oilers, if you need to address the issue for the Edmonton Oilers, you need to address the blue line. Okay. You need, you need, you need to find a way to instill a level of confidence uh, or uh, reinforcements in helping young players like Bouchard and Broberg play the game the right way. Um, you, you know, the, the, I think in the. It, it, Ryan McLeod has not really performed since coming back from injury. Nope. Uh, I think there's some disappointment. Even though Yamamoto has had some spurts of greatness, there's some disappointment in him right now. And uh, again, on that list is uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, who's, who's who's still not doing what he's supposed to be doing. So it's this is a young person's issue on the Edmonton Oilers right now, Bob. And I don't think adding another young guy uh, to the mix. Uh, with more than five million dollars in salary, uh, is going to be the problem. Particularly when we, you know, the goal scoring issue um, is going to solve itself at some point in the new year with the return of Evander Kane. Well, and this is where we mentioned the Oilers are actually third in the league in goals for. And, and I'm saying that you would be moving, you know, players out on, on at salary price points that aren't producing and taking a swing on Verana, that would be how I would at least look into it. I need to know a lot. I mean, he was in the, the program. We look differently yep. today at guys in the program than we did 30 years ago. And 30 years ago, it was a death knell for a player. And today, we, we look to create second opportunities for players because we're more open and minded and accepting. I do concur with you. I think that D needs to be addressed. Uh, what are you hearing on that front? Well, I think that what Kenny's looking is trying to go find, and I think there are 31 other managers in line with him, is trying to find a stay-at-home defenseman, a safe 
stay-at-home defenseman, somebody that, you know, there's no need for, and I know you got Tyson coming up, there's no need for another Tyson Berry. There's no need for another Darnell Nurse. They need somebody to stay at home, to be physical, uh, and, and do what's, uh, what's important in, in the defensive zone 100% of the time. And that's, and that's a difficult guy to find. Yep. Do you have any suggestions? Well, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to be, you know, the guy with Sherwood Park that says I want to trade, you know, Bobby Orr for John Beliveau. But uh, I'll tell you what, if the Canucks decide to, um, if, if the Canucks decide to sell, Luke Shen might look good in a pretty good, in an Oiler jersey. And Luke Shen has learned to play the game in his own zone and play within himself. And he's the type, he's the type of guy I think the Oilers need. And I'm not saying that, uh, that there's anything to it, but you, you know, you have to keep an eye on what's going to go on in Vancouver if, if, if in the next, you know, four or five weeks things continue to, then the turmoil continues in Vancouver, what they're going to do, and Luke Shen's on an expiring contract. At a very cheap price point. He is a right shot. That's right. The Oilers have C.C. Barry Bouchard on the right side. They've also got a guy down on the minors by, Vin- by the name of Vincent DeHarnay. Yes. There are some people in the organization that think he needs a look, just like they've given Nima Linen a look. See, and who knows, maybe the Oilers go 11-7 and seven tonight in tonight's game, and Nima Linen draws back in. Uh, so there is the DeHarnay angle. I want to circle back to Bouchard. Um, I believe Edmonton has to be patient. He's gone through a tough year. He's not performing. We had Louis DeBrusque on to start the show. Jake DeBrusque, 24-year-old season, was he had a tough half year in Boston, only scored five goals. Jake's a pretty yeah. good player with multiple 20-plus goal seasons in the NHL. Um, Evan Bouchard, where's your headspace at with him? We have people that think the owners should trade him. I, I don't think they should, but I'd like to know what you think. Um. I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm I'm hesitant to trade anybody of that ilk. I mean, I think there's upside. I just I don't know what I saw last year and how it's disappeared this year. Because what we and 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 a lot of what I'm going to say, Bob, you can. I know we're I know we're talking Bouchard. A lot of what we're going to say about Bouchard, we can talk about McLeod too. They finished the regular season on the upswing they they contributed in the playoffs to the point where you said wow now we know what playoff experience gives to young players and they can build on it well neither is built on anything and and that's where i mean i mean the other night against seattle when you're seeing evan just whiff on pucks right in front of him in the in the defensive zone you know that can't that cannot happen in the national hockey league you know, um, there's a at this point, and you you know this better than I do, Bob. At this point, there is he is so afraid to make a mistake. That is the worst thing you can be. Yeah. That is the worst thing that can happen to you. I mean, now we're now is it's a classic case of thinking too much out on the ice. There's nothing instinctive in anything he's doing. He's got to play instinctively because that's how great players play the game. Now you're wondering, can he play? At, at this point, now you're wondering at all, can he play the game instinctively? And uh, I, I feel I, I feel for the young guy because I know how good he can be, and I think we've seen at times how good he can be. We know he's got a major league shot, but is he a major league player? 
Now we're going to switch focus to this. You spent a long time working in television. I'm going to read you a tweet from Adam Schefter, who is as plugged in as anybody in the National Football League. Doctors said he doesn't like Evan Bouchard. No, it's got nothing to do with Evan oh, Bouchard. We're going to okay, talk about okay. Demar Hamlin. Uh, <laughs> okay. Doctors said after Demar Hamlin awakened last night, he asked in writing who won the game. Doctors told him, yeah. "Yes, you won. You won the game of life." Um, you've you've worked, you know, as an executive producer and produced many a broadcasts over the years. Uh, I Jack Michaels. I was watching the Team Canada game that night. He texted me. Are you watching this with the football? And I was then started switching back and forth. The, you know, anytime you're you're talking, you know, a situation related to the heart, it's 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 scary stuff out there. I thought those guys did about as good a job as broadcasters as they could have, and that is a difficult. Take us through that it, 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 from a producer's perspective. How you? Can you even be prepared to handle situations like that, John? Only with experience, only with time. You know, we were involved in 19, I was going to say 97 or 98. I'm not, I can't remember the year anymore with the Chris Ponger scenario in Detroit. Yeah. When he, he had the Commodio Cordis too. Um, and he went down, you know, blocked a shot with his chest, skated five strides to the boards, the, uh, the blues bench and collapsed. Now, obviously, it wasn't as severe uh, because he was resuscitated on the ice and got off the ice, and they continued to play the game, and Pronger returned to the lineup in those playoffs to play for the Blues. Um, uh, here, here's the one thing I would say is I, I, I thought that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were fine because, you're, you, you know, you're not, you're not planning to deal with it's, it's not a sports story at some point. It's a news story, and there's a vast difference between the two. Right. It's, um, so I thought they were fine. I thought that uh, Ryan Clark and Booger McFarland, the two ex-players, were good. I thought Adam Schefter and Susie Colbert were not very good because I don't think they have had to experience this and knew what to do. I also think that ESPN, as big as ESPN is, they thought they could manage it within their own people and this is where you go and get news people to do things now they have a huge army of people at abc news owned by the same company where was their medical officer where were people that could talk about what the trauma was going through where was the doctor to tell us why the paddles were being used there was there wasn't any speculation which is really important in this because you don't you don't want to guess right but i i think that there was I think I think they could have done better. I really think they could have done better um, by taking a step back and not being a regular sports network, but using all the properties of ABC News and 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 bring in some journalists to answer, ask and answer the questions that people were having at home. All right, one final one for you, John, and it actually ties into uh, war correspondence. If there's a new documentary out on uh, the role uh, that Canada played uh, in getting six Americans out of Iran uh, with Ken Taylor, of course, uh, yeah. was significant. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, but I've heard about it. Uh, Joseph Schlesinger was, uh, man, what a, what, a, what, a, what a reporter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that guy. Yeah. That yeah. guy. That guy went to, what's the old saying about going to the mouth of the lion? He went to the mouth of the lion in his career. Agreed? 
Oh, no question. Classic, uh, you know, he was, when he was at the pinnacle of, of news and journalism when the CBC was doing it properly. You don't have to say any more than that. John, it was great having you on. Uh, we'll look forward to hooking up on Monday, okay? we got Tyson Berry coming up. Understand. I know, I know. When you got the power play expert, you don't need me. There you go. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. And we'll tell you this. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is well known for their top shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and let the team at Brentbridge Ford make you a repeat customer. You can reach them at 780-352-6048. Brentbridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Saskatchewan. We got this day in orders. History still to go today. Uh, we'll also have a one-on-one conversation with Tyson Berry. It's 147 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's get to a one-on-one sit-down conversation. Uh, Brendan, hopefully we had a couple uh, stops and starts. Guys kept on wanting to come over and say hi to Tyson Berry. Let's get to it. Tyson, a, uh, an odd season where the team's playing really well on the road but not as good at home. 0-4-1 in the last five. What's happening here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one to really pin down. I think we've played... You know, some decent hockey, but didn't get it done at home. And then we've, we, you know, we've had a few games where we just flat out laid a, laid a stinker. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating. This is a, a building that's treated us well. And, um, you know, coming off a playoff run like last year and having the atmosphere we did in here, it's, it feels like it should be a hard spot to come in and get, get points off of us. And um, we got to get back to that. And uh, we still got a lot of hockey left and a lot of time to establish this as a, a, great, uh, a great place to play for us. And, um, yeah, I think uh, guys have talked about it a lot. I talked about it yesterday, but um, yeah, it's just you know enough enough about talking and time to just go do it. All right, uh, there were some topics talked about. One of them was the fact that you know Mike Smith and Duncan Keith, and we're not in the room. And I'm one of the guys. Like, look, we're lucky enough to travel with the team, but I never want to say I know what's going on in the room. There's nothing that makes me angrier than when media people say, "Well, you know what's going on in the room. You don't know what's going on." Is there a bit of a leadership vacuum, or maybe just a uh, not that there's any leadership lacking, but just, you know, those were two pretty influential players on your team between Mike Smith and Duncan Keith. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're talking Mike Smith, Duncan Keith guys with, 
you know thousands of games and tons of experience and runs and cups and um, you know those are those are tough guys to replace but I mean it's uh, it's up to the guys in the room now and you know guys who have been here a long time and myself and you know Nurse, Connor, Leon, Himes all these all these guys you know we're you know we're not the oldest guys in the world but we've played and been around a long time we've got a lot of games and um, we're certainly capable of taking taking leadership and control of this team and um, you know putting it the right direction and I think guys do do a good job of that and like you said you guys aren't around in the room and we've, we've got a good core and a good leadership group and you know if we if we you know we get two or three of those ones at home maybe we're not even having this conversation but that's uh, unfortunately not the reality so we got to go out and find a way to get some wins here at uh, Rogers which is uh, you know should be a, a spot that's tough for for teams to come into one thing you do have got going on is power play I mean it was 44 percent in the month of December um, you're part of that power play what makes it work yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that make it work. I mean, look no further than, you know, the, the personnel on there. you got some of the best players in the entire planet on there. And um, it, it's just, a, it's a fun power play to be a part of because we're always working on it. And, you know, there's different kills and um, we can kind of find different ways to beat you. Whether you think you got one thing cut off, we'll, we'll find a new way. And um, it just, there's, there's lots of threats and lots of options. And uh, we work hard to go through video and, and make sure we're prepared for the team we're playing that night and um, we're getting our looks. Uh, Canada beat the United States yesterday in the World Juniors. How much fun did you have with uh, the American guys as a result? I'm sure there was some friendly wagers. Specifically, I could see a, a very understated guy like Kyler Yamamoto maybe being a part, yeah, part, of, part of it. Yeah, Yams is Yams is a little more quieter about it, but you, you got to look at a guy like Derek Ryan. He's oh. a real proud, proud American and uh, he likes to talk a lot. So, um, it was uh, it was a pleasure to see Canada take down the U.S. and you know it's sad for the U.S. guys. I've been on the losing end of it, but um, you know they, they it was actually a, played pretty well. Yeah, they did, they did, and that uh, that happens in hockey. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, the World Junior is always a lot of fun for guys in the room, and a lot of guys have played in the past, and it's a lot of fun to get a little action going. You know, you're old when uh, you broadcast Derek Ryan's games uh, the year before you were drafted into the NHL. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> we are old. getting old. <laughs> thanks for your yeah, time. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Oh, man. Uh, he's, he's actually quite an engaging fellow. That's Tyson Berry. He's having a good year. And we have a lot of you out there right now that are like, uh, Burton and Hannah's worth two in the bush. And, you know, do you look at reevaluating on Bouchard? Can the Oilers afford to go through more growing pains? Um, I wouldn't trade Bouchard, but that's me. Doesn't mean I'm right. That's the beauty of this show. You can uh, have your perspective and correct me uh, anytime you want. Because believe me, I make enough uh, on-air mistakes that that happens once in a while. All right. Uh, 154 in Edmonton. We're going to go to list and Oilers history for New West Travel. You can travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. 1998, the Oilers trading Jason Arnitz and Brian Muir to the Devils for Bill Guerin and Valeri Zelopukin. Uh, Guerin would help lead the Oilers to the conference semifinals against Dallas that year. They lost that series 4-1. to Just 33 Three games in Oilers colors for Zelopukin. What I remember is uh, Garen being a big part of the Oilers team that rallied from 3-1 down against Colorado. Cujo outdueled uh, Patrick Waugh 
That was awesome. We got the Oilers uh, tonight against the New York Islanders. The face-off show begins at 5.30 p.m. The puck drop is at 7. Tomorrow, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers brought to you by Abe's Door Service. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And then the 6.30 chat afternoons with guest host Ted Henley. Back at you today at 5.35. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.